is episode seventy-two. It's called "Zap Those Spuds." Hey everyone, it's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. So you're home today because it's a snow day. Snow day. I wasn't really saying that when we were outside shoveling, though, was I? No. Did I seem a bit, a bit grumpy? Yeah. This snow was very icy. That's why. And heavy. So we got it done, though, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. So today is going to be a little bit of a mishmash episode mm-hmm. where we talk about a couple of different things, and then at the end. Oh my gosh, we've got a lot of pets around us, don't we? We've got two dogs, a cat, there's a lot of scratching, and also humping. (laughs) Okay, so this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about some questions, and then you have a big announcement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. And then I have a small announcement. That's fine. Yeah, okay. And then we will call it a day. So Avery loves some YouTube, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, so there's Carrot is occasional, and then Candy is entertainment. Exactly. So there's Carrot Shows or Candy Shows. So a Carrot Show is something that has value that you take away some kind of information, and it just it, they feed your mind. And then there are Candy Shows which are a sometimes kind of show, and they we also call them a sugar show, and they're just something purely for entertainment. So, you, oopsies, you may not learn anything from it, but it's, it's good for a laugh, and it's okay every once in a while to have a sugar show. And speaking of sugar shows, it's, uh, it's those YouTube shows. I don't understand. It's just families. They're basically just spending the whole show playing hide-and-go-seek. Um. <laughs> anyway, that's not the topic of this, of this episode. Okay, so... Questions. So tomorrow, so now Avery, how old are you now? 16. Can't believe you're sweet 16 already. So in Ontario, when you turn 16, you can go ahead and apply for DSO, which basically means that you're going to get some money when you're, when you turn 18. Yeah. And some funding and some support and some resources. So in order to uh, get that, you need to go through the process of applying for this special thing. And it can be a little bit intimidating for parents. So tomorrow, you and I are going to meet with some awesome folks at Disability um, Services Ontario. And we're going to film a little PSA kind of explaining to parents what it's all about and how to do it. Right. Right. So I thought today we would go over some of the questions that they're going to ask you and you could have a little bit of a practice and then we could do it so um, our audience can listen. Okay. You cool with that? Mm-hmm. You down with that? Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first question they're going to ask you is, Avery, what is your favorite subject in school? Um, cooking, um, gym, social studies, and... Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a, a, a pro tip. Uh-huh. When you are asked a question, it's really interesting to hear the answer when there's lots of details. So instead of saying, can you ask me what my favorite subject at school is? What is your 
very settled in school, Mom. Lunch. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but that was kind of a boring answer. But I could add details and I could say, my favorite subject in school is lunch because I get to sit with my friends, chat, and spend some time together socializing and laughing. That's why I like lunch. I'm going to ask you the question again and see if you can give me some details in one of your answers, okay? What is your favorite subject in school? Well, Jim, because I, 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 I play my basketball friend. Um, and I like social study because my teacher is really nice and she, so, so she gave me work to do in the classroom and she's a really nice teacher. And um, one more thing. And my cooking teacher is really nice too because we, we always... The, um, me and my class and my teacher, my cooking teacher. So we cook together. What do you cook? Pizza. Um, Did you make cookies one time? Yes. You're learning a lot in that class. You're also learning how to be independent. Yes. And learning life skills. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, number two. By the way, nice details. Thank you. You're welcome. Number two. What do you like doing for fun, like outside of school? What kinds of things do you enjoy, activities and hobbies and everything? Um, to play with my friends, to um, to play in the snow, to make a snow fort in the snow, mm-hmm. to build a snowman. What other kind of hobbies and, and activities do you do? Cheer, dance, and yoga. Tell me a little bit more about cheerleading. What do you enjoy about cheerleading? Well, because chilling it's, and to help me with the stunts and everything is really fun. I think it's cool that cheerleading is a bit of dance and a bit of gymnastics kind of mixed together. Yeah. And I love it when they lift you up in the air. Yeah. Is that really exciting? Does it feel cool? Yeah. Wow. Last question, number three. What are you looking forward to in the future? Like, what do you want to do when you grow older? Um... To help little kids and help um, the old people at a retirement home. At a retirement home. So you want to work with people somehow? Yeah. You really are good with people. Where do you see yourself living when you're an adult? And and a new house to have a boyfriend and um, to get married. I just, I don't know yet. Actually, I had to. I'm still 16, right? You're still 16. And you know what? You don't have to know yet. It's all ahead of you. It's exciting times, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of exciting times, would you like to make your big announcement? Yes, please. Okay, go right ahead. So my dog, Ruby, has a new name. Your dog, Ruby, has a brand new name. Can you tell us about that? Sure, because I don't watch Max and Ruby anymore because I watch teenager shows mm-hmm. so I cut her t- um I call her tiny because that's so she's small because yeah she was named Ruby after the character from Max and Ruby now that you're so grown up you don't really watch Max and Ruby anymore you decided that she would be better suited with a new name yeah so now what's her full name tiny Ruby cinnamon 
Thombre. That's great. Do you think she likes it? Yeah. I think she does too. Ruby, Tiny, they kind of sound alike, so I think that's probably a good switch. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'm going like, to let you go watch. You can watch one candy show, and then I think we have to go do one more shovel of the driveway. Okay. Oh. Okay, I'll see you later. See you later. hey I'm back again for the second time. I just recorded the whole second half of this episode, and then I realized that Avery... God love her. She didn't mean to, but she was fiddling with the microphone and she adjusted the gain, which is like the sort of the volume tone of the microphone situation. And so I sounded like a monster. So I had to scrap that and start again. That's okay. Things happen. I can handle it. I would actually rather be in here recording this for a second time than outside shoveling because as we were sitting here. I noticed the snowplow outside the window going past. You know when you finish shoveling the driveway and you're all like satisfied and you're just about to go inside and then you look and the snowplow is coming along and basically deposits a wall of ice at the end of your driveway. So that's what I'm dealing with. And my husband has a sore back. So guess who gets to do it? This is a bad time for my son to be away at university. He needs to be home shoveling and helping his poor old decrepit mother. Anyway, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. So what was I saying before? I can't remember. I think I said something to the effect of, yay, Avery, because if you know somebody who has a profound speech disorder like she does, you can well imagine how difficult it would have been for her to sit here and chat with me for eight minutes. Um, it was a real accomplishment. It's not, it's not an easy feat. And uh, she, Avery's expressive language so her receptive language, when she, that's the language that you take in, the language that you listen to and understand, is awesome. Her expressive language, when she needs to organize her thoughts and express them, that is the challenge. It's tricky. She knows what she wants to say. It's just a matter of being able to get the words out of her mouth in the right order and um, with the right vocabulary. So that's tricky. But this is a child who didn't speak until she was well past three years old. And even then it was like one or two or three word sentences at most. So look how far she's come. It's a long road and we still have a long way to go, but she's doing great. And I'm really proud of her. So, um, what, oh yeah. So she had her announcement. Yes. Her dog was called Ruby after Max and Ruby. And she took it upon herself to one day she just announced that everyone, we will now be referring to my dog as tiny because I don't listen to, I don't watch Max and Ruby anymore because that's for babies and I'm a big kid. So I applaud her independence and her initiative on that one. The dog has no idea. The dog is really not the brightest. So she comes to basically anything. So it doesn't matter. Okay. And now for my announcement, we'll just end with that. And saying an announcement makes it sound like it's really important. It's really not, but it is to me. So Here's what I'd like to talk about just to end this puppy off. Uh, so last episode, I talked about how I was feeling a little bit negligent for dropping the disability advocate ball, so to speak. I used to be really quite active in all these different parenting groups, and uh, then I just kind of disappeared for a bit, and I felt like I needed to explain why. And so I put my advocate money where my mouth is, 
whatever the hell that means. And I went and I visited some of my groups and I asked some questions and I answered some questions and I participated. And I even attended an online virtual chromosome three deletion meet and greet. And that was wonderful. And I was like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because sharing is caring, you know? And in one of those forums, a mom left a comment and she said that when her daughter was diagnosed with the same chromosome deletion that Avery has, she's about oh, a decade younger than Avery. She was feeling, the mom was feeling really lost and nervous and, oh, oh dear. Seriously? Every time I feel like it's safe to press record, another animal makes an ungodly sound. I cannot work under these conditions. Oh my God. I forgot what I was saying. This mom and then, which I know she said she found my blog and she read it from beginning to end and it provided a lot of comfort and um, hope just seeing Avery's progress. And I thought that was, I don't know, that inspired me to go back and kind of look at some of the stories. And there was a story that I had written and I wrote it for her specifically about what it feels like to get that diagnosis, that first, that first few weeks after that diagnosis. And then um, how it feels as you move through it and um, some inspiration and some hope that goes with that. And uh, so I, anyways, I was looking through and I saw like one story here and one story there where I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that, that happened. And oh, oh my God, I can't even believe that we went through that or whatever it was. And I felt like even though that's in our past, we've been through it and we're on the other side of it. And I rarely think of those things anymore. Like I didn't even remember that Avery's eardrums burst or that she had scarlet fever or that she had ear tube surgery or just all these different things. And I'm sitting on all of this information and I'm not sharing it with anybody. And this might be information that might help one person or, you know, several parents. So I decided that I would go back and I would update some of those stories and pull them on over to the new website. And maybe they'll get a second life. Maybe they will reach a parent who is going through something that we've already gone through and they can benefit from our experience. They can benefit from what we've done right and what we've done wrong. And I also think I could share a few of the stories over here on some upcoming podcast episodes because uh, sharing really is caring. And talking to other parents and getting like the straight up skinny from them is where I've learned the most things is what I'm trying to say so eloquently. On another note, going full circle to the beginning of the episode where I believe I called DSO, the Disability Service Ontario. That's not right. It's Developmental Services Ontario. And you may not be there yet, but at some point when your child is nearing adulthood, you're going to want to apply for funding or services or resources provided to you by your province or wherever you live. And it is intimidating. And there's a lot of forms to fill out and hoops to jump through. And so when they reached out to us to ask if we would come and kind of sit down with them and do a, a little PSA video to help other parents through the process, they were really looking for a family that is clueless. <laughs> Enter the Thornbury family. Yep. I have no idea what is going on. I don't know what's involved. I just know that it's something that I need to do and I don't want to do it, but yeah. And there's many reasons I don't like paperwork. Um, I don't like having to list all of the weaknesses, I'm doing air quotes, weaknesses and challenges um, that my daughter faces. I don't like it. 
It hurts my heart, but it has to be done. And I know this from experience that it has to be done because if you don't do it, you and your family lose out. So here's an embarrassing confession. We have something in Ontario called special services at home. And this is paperwork that you fill out for funding when your child is very little and first diagnosed with some kind of developmental disability. So you have to get a letter from like a developmental pediatrician, or you have to get somebody to sign off saying that your child has X, Y, and Z. And then you have to fill out this, oh, this atrocious, atrocious amount of forms and stuff. And so I did that when Avery was very young and I was on it. I was on it. But then there was an error and the funding stopped. And this is funding that you would use towards um, like respite or any activities that you have your child signed up for, just some financial support. If you need um, a care worker to come in or whatever the case may be, you can apply this funding to help support that. And so we had it for about a year and then there was a glitch, not my fault, and it was rescinded. And I didn't even notice. And when I did, and I realized that I had to start the process all over again, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until last six months ago, I decided that I would do it again. So I got some help with the form this time and I was almost there and they called me and said, Lisa, you just have one more thing to do. You need a doctor to specifically spell out what Avery's diagnosis is. And her family doctor, I have no trust in, so I didn't want to go to her. And her developmental pediatrician is no longer um, in practice. Um, and we ha- and then her other doctor who probably could have done it was, uh, he has retired. So I did nothing. And now Avery's 16 and a half and um, I feel like it's too late. Anyway, don't be me. Fill out the forms, get the help, ask for the help and get it done. For God's sake, don't do as I do. But I'll just take that as another teachable moment of things not to do. Okay, so back to our website. I am pulling over stories that have some value that might help you. And I'm going to start off, I'm going to read one of the stories that mom that I was telling you about that reached out when we were going back and forth a little bit. She said she remembers this story called um, Slap Your Spuds or Slap Those Spuds. And she said it made her laugh. So I'm going to read that to you now. I did pull it over onto the website. So it's there if you would like to go take a look at it. It's not educational. You will learn nothing but it made me laugh. And I thought uh, it might make you laugh too. And just to give a little bit of background, Avery, (laughs) she was a hot mess when she was little. Every time I took that child out in public, something happened. I've got dozens of stories of times she knocked things over or choked and caused a scene or whatnot. There were just, there was just a lot. Here's just one. This story is called Slap Those Spuds, Embarrassing Parenting Moments. It was getting close to lunch, so my recently retired dad and I decided to brave the IKEA cafeteria on a recent outing. Despite a few embarrassing kiddo moments, we always seemed to cause a scene in the IKEA dining room. We gave it a go. The food is delicious, and it's so inexpensive, it's practically free. We brought our meatball-laden plates to a table and sat down. My daughter was fully engrossed in her mac and cheese as a couple walked past our table. The woman caught Avery's attention. 
She caught mine too. She had to be in her 70s and she was rocking a fabulous pair of skin-tight pleather pants. As her husband brushed past, my child reached out and patted his bum. And this is not the first time Avery's done this before, fondled a strange man's bottom, by the way. At least she didn't grab his meatballs. (laughs) Oh my God, that's writing goals right there, isn't it? He whipped his head around and looked directly at me. It was her, I swear, I exclaimed, pointing to the kid with the macaroni noodle stuck to her cheesy chin. He looked back and forth between us, and I'm not convinced that he believed me. Seriously, dude, if I was going to slap anyone's bottom, it would have been your wife's. I mean, pleather, come on now. We made a hasty exit. My dad held Avery's hand as he guided her out of the restaurant. I followed closely behind. We were nearly there. The plush animals and the plastic toy bins were mere steps away. We had made it through an entire lunch in public, relatively unscathed. The last time we ate there, Avery choked. Another time she pushed over a chair and it was so loud. I wanted to crawl into a nylon Ikea tent and just hide. There was also the time that she threw her entire lunch onto the floor as she knocked her lingonberry juice all over the table. So all in all, this meal was a major success. One slapped booty, no biggie. The incident, that is, not the booty. We passed the last table as an older woman was just sitting down with her tray of meatballs and a mound of mashed potatoes. Avery spotted the white starchy dome looking like a freshly molded snowball. Before I could stop it, she reached out her free hand and with an open palm, she slapped those spuds. My dad didn't notice and continued to lead Avery through the aisle between the tables. I wish I could say that I stopped and offered to replace the assaulted side dish. Instead, I gasped, uttered a horrified, oh my God, I am so sorry, and fled. Potato lady, I sincerely hope they gave you a replacement scoop of potatoes. Otherwise, I owe you 99 cents. Potato lady, please know that I do have manners, but I panicked. I just couldn't face yet another humiliating episode in the Ikea cafeteria. Potato lady, please accept my apology, and if our paths should ever cross again, I'll buy you one of those dollar giant chocolate bars at the Ikea checkout. Yummy milk chocolate for a buck? That is the best deal out there, I swear to God. But I digress. I am sincerely sorry that my daughter slapped your spud mound. (laughs) That's so dumb, but it happened and it still makes me laugh. So that's the gold that you're going to get if you go over to the website. No, seriously, in all seriousness, there are some stories that have a serious undertone and you may learn a thing or two, but this one just made me want potatoes and gravy. So there's that. And I've got plenty more stories. I may bring some over about the time, oh, I don't know, that Avery exposed my left boob um, in public. So that was a good one too. (laughs) I'll share that another time. On that note, um, I don't know how to segue away from that. I'm just going to just stop talking now. Do you have a joke for us? Yes, I do. Okay, go. Why did the cantaloupe jump in the ocean why did the cantaloupe jump in the ocean because it wanted to be a watermelon (laughs) like a watermelon nice thanks for listening 
Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know it's super cool. Okay. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye.